Welcome to the Dental Amigos podcast with Dr. Paul Goodman and attorney Rob Montgomery, taking you behind the scenes of the dental business world, all the things you didn't learn in dental school but wish you had. Rob is not a dentist and Paul is not a lawyer, but since Rob is a lawyer, we need to tell you that this podcast is for informational purposes only and shouldn't be considered legal advice. Listening to this podcast does not and will not create an attorney-client relationship. As is always the case, you should formally consult with legal counsel before proceeding with any legal matter. Learn more about The Dental Amigos at www.thedentalamigos.com. And now, here are The Dental Amigos. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Dental Amigos. I'm Rob Montgomery, and I'm joined, as always, by the head nacho himself, Dr. Paul Goodman. Great to be here, Rob. Paul, it's good to see you, as always. And today, we're joined by a very special guest, Dr. Grace Yum, a board-certified pediatric dentist and multi-location practice owner in Chicago, where she's also been a lifelong resident. Grace has quietly become nationally recognized in her field and has appeared and was featured on The Today Show on NBC, NBC Chicago, Parents Magazine, Parenting Magazine, and Chicago Parent Magazine. Um, she's also the founder of a growing Facebook group called the Mommy Dentists in Business. So, Paul, a, a fellow Facebook grouper yeah. for you uh, that helps other mothers in dentistry share best practices. Uh, she's also the host of the Mommy Dentist in Business podcast and uh, Amazon number one selling best author of two books titled Mommy Dentist in Business, Juggling Family and Life While Running a Business, and Advice to My Younger Self, Mommy Dentist in Business, book two. During her spare time, uh, and we put that in quotes, yeah, Paul, spare time. In addition what to the, spare time? Yeah, I don't <laughs> think, I'm not really sure where she has that in that based on all the stuff we're talking about, uh, but she enjoys spending time with her, her two kids and uh, husband in Chicago. So uh, really psyched to have her on the show today. And now without further ado, here's Dr. Grace Young. Welcome, Amiga, and thanks for being on the show. Well, thank you, Amigas. Gracias. I'm so glad to be here. Um, I am listening to the introduction, and I'm like, who is that? <laughs> <laughs> That's you, Grace, and all the uh, cool yeah. stuff you do, right? <laughs> yeah, life. It's, yeah, it's a- yeah. It's, it's funny because I'm like, oh, yeah, I did do that. I forgot about that. I, I call it a long um, list of things that I enjoy but also make me exhausted. So, <laughs> <laughs> Exhausting um, it is. <laughs> so, uh, Grace, we start off with the uh, the tough questions here on the Dental Amigos. Uh, you're in Chicago. We were I was there recently with the nacho family. Had a good time. Uh, the What is your favorite nacho topping? And if we were in Chicago, where uh, would we go to get nachos? Well, I've, for nacho toppings, obviously cheese it's a popular one. <laughs> would be my favorite. I don't really eat dairy, but I will have it on nachos. A nacho exception. So, I like um, that. Nacho exception. I do love it on cheese. And I have to say Uncle Julio's is my go-to for nachos. I got to go back there. We went to a good place because they, it was loud and it didn't. they didn't care that the moderators were making a mess. I want to say it was a big star in Chicago. I'm not sure if you heard of that yep. one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was, yeah, that was good. Star, yeah. Wood boosts, easy to clean up. It was, it was, they were very nice to us. So uh, I, had, I had a good, uh, good time there. So very Grace, good. tell us, you know, um, how did you get involved with the idea for the Mommy Denison business? And I guess, and how did you, how did it start? And when did the Facebook group and the podcast uh, come about? Excellent question. 
It was June of 2017 that I began the Facebook group. I was in New Orleans with my husband, who's an attorney. He, um, at, at the time, was doing a strategic planning for a law firm down there, and they had a huge law firm retreat. Now, law firms that are on the bigger scale will have, you know, 300-plus lawyers, mm-hmm. and uh, spouses were allowed to join. So I went, and I was part of a lot of other dental Facebook groups but I just felt that I wasn't getting answers that I needed, nor was I getting support uh, where I thought I could get and without being ridiculed, without being mocked. um, And let's face it, moms and women have different challenges than men and dads do, especially as practice owners, especially if you are uh, a multiple office or location owner. So I decided, well, why not just make my own group and I will call it uh, Mommy Dennis and Business because those are the three things that I identify with and um, Mommy being number one. So then I um, launched it and it just hasn't stopped growing since then. The podcast came about. Now, mind you, I of a generation where I had no idea what a podcast was. <laughs> and the Join the club. The Facebook group, there's there's a lot of yeah, there's a lot of millennials in my group and they're just saying, you know, all this information that we have here is so great. It'd be nice if um, Dr. Yum you had a podcast that it's all in one place because as you know, Facebook can be really tricky when you're trying to locate information. Sometimes it gets buried. Sometimes you can't find it. It's my, it's and, my life, Grace. That happens um, all the time. Right. Like, you're just like, where did that go? Um, so the uh, route that I went was, one, I had to listen to a podcast first, right? So I asked people, what are you listening to? So the very first podcast, dental podcast I listened to was Mark Costas. And then, um, yeah, so I started listening to that, and then I was like, oh, well, this is interesting. And I was uh, talking to my babysitter. I was just trying to get a feel for who listens to podcasts, right, other than millennials. And, of course, I asked my babysitter, I'm like, do you listen to podcasts? And she said, she's like, Dr. Yum, I listen to them and I make them. And I said, you make podcasts? <laughs> she's like, yeah, I know how to I, I know how to do it. She's like, I come from a family of musicians. We know how to record and edit. And she was a sound engineer, and she was going, she was trying to apply to go to audiology school. And so she said, let's make them. I can do them for you. And I said, okay, well, this is serendipitous. It fell right into my lap. And, um, See, you had no, you had no excuses at that point, Grace. Right, right. At that point, it was like, well, now we have to do them because she's right here. And she was like, well, while the babies are sleeping, I can be editing podcasts at your house. Um, so that's what we did. Now, so the and the Facebook group, it, it is uh, limited membership because I know um, a lot of, uh, of my clients are, uh, are part of that group. And I've been told that my name gets mentioned from time to time, but that uh, I'm also not allowed to be in the group, which I'm fine with. It's nice to, to have a group that I, you don't have to be yeah, a part of. I like it. Uh, but I'm always happy if you ever need, you know, or would like some uh, uh, some uh, you know, legal uh, blurbs or something that I could do to support the group, I'd be happy to. But um, I know that it is a, a restricted membership group. So if you can just tell our 
audience kind of what the criteria is to uh, to join the group? Absolutely. Well, the first is that you have to be a mom. So, you, um, meaning like there needs to be children in the house that you take care of full time, and or you or you did that. Maybe your kids are off to college. Um, you know, it doesn't. To me, it doesn't matter if you're a birth mom, a you know foster adopted, but you just it, there needs to be children in the house that that you are responsible for full time. Uh, dentistry, you have to be a practicing dentist um, or have practiced quite a long time um, to be in the group. Now, the in business part that is, you know, where my definition. Um, can be a little bit stretched. Initially, it was meant for business owners, um, but I also phrased it as intend to be business owners, or you know, you're owning a business maybe that you did at one point and then you sold it, and so that you might be in a different phase in your life, um, but you still have had that experience. Um, so that part can you can still be an associate and join. You just have to be a mom. A practicing dentist, or have had practiced for some quiet time. And, and one so, thing I'd like to share. Are, oh, sorry. Sorry. Go ahead, Grace. Oh yeah, go ahead. No, I was go excited. Ahead. I was excited to share with my listeners and audience, and and my good amigo Rob, who contributes to groups but doesn't run one. So when I was growing up, you know, people would kind of say like your grandparents would, you know, start comp- say you have it so good. You know, one one funny commercial I remember said, you know, we had to walk uphill the school both ways, and then the older guy said. You know, we had to walk uphill both school to school both ways in the snow. And then the oldest guy said, feet. You guys had feet. So <laughs> I want to share. And I mean, this podcast is that we are, I graduated 2002, graduated in 2003. And I understand that mentality because when I was, when I was a new dentist, if I didn't know, if I didn't ask my four friends via an email, I was out of luck. And dentists can now go on many Facebook groups and get real-time feedback on so many different things. And I want to just remind everyone that all these Facebook groups, there's no, you know, charge to be in them. I, I liken them to a Rittenhouse Square Park, which Rob knows well. And it's totally okay to have focus groups. And in some ways, that just makes for better conversations. And, you know, we have ones that are just on business that I'm a member of, just on clinical, like Dental Clinical Pearls, my friend runs, just on clinical. Mm-hmm. Uh, dental Nacho, you, you know, you have one for moms, people have them for startups. Uh, dental Nachos, I don't know if this is a compliment or not, Grace, but... Uh, like if they ask a question on dental clinical pearls and it's not clinical, they go, uh, go ask it on nachos. You can ask anything over there. So I, I, <laughs> I and I'm glad to be that one. I'm, I'm glad to be the nacho plate, but I just want to take a, a time out and say, I, I, even though I'm not part of your Facebook group, I appreciate all the time and effort that you put in to help Dennis doing it because it's a tremendous amount of effort and it's okay to have multiple different free groups. And I just, you know, would like the dental audience to remember that you know, my Facebook group, we should start our own support group, Grace, for uh, Facebook groups that are like, you know, two and a half years old, because mine started in February of 2017. So we can, you know, take our Facebook groups to the park. And uh, <laughs> uh, these yeah. things didn't exist in 2015. And prior to this, they really didn't exist. And I, I feel lucky every day when I open my phone, even though it's underwhelming, to not only be able to learn myself through my own Facebook group, but to be able to ask interesting questions and meet people that I never would have met ever without yeah. these. So it's just, while it's yeah. my medium-aged dad or dentist way of saying, you don't know how good you have it, I just like to, you know, 
point that out. And I, I know, you know, we've talked and things, you, you, you go through the same joys and challenges, just like with the child of having a Facebook group. Sure. And, you know, I want to add that um, my intent to start it was just support for myself. It was really for me. And it was for me and my 50 friends and colleagues and referrals. And um, that's where I started. It was just supposed to be for us as friends and as colleagues. And um, I am not a consultant. I don't have any, you know, other businesses. I am a practicing dentist. I don't um, do anything else. And so when other people wanted me to open up the group and add their friends, um, you know, I said, okay, you know, but the reason, the pure reason behind it was really just for us to be able to connect and help each other. And that was purely it. And then slowly it began to snowball and people were like, well, I want to add my friend and I want to add my friend. And then it, to me, it got to a point where I was getting a little uncomfortable because I didn't know everybody. And the whole point of it was because I knew everybody in the group and I trusted everyone. And I was like, these are people that I know. And when um, I had to make a decision to either say, no, you can't add people anymore or okay. And then some of the women would come up to me and message me and say, you know, it would really help other people. And, you know, you really should think about, like, letting more people into the group. And so I struggled with that, to be honest, um, because I wanted it to be a safe space. I wanted to know, you know, everybody in the group. Um, and then I was like, okay, well, you know, if it's helping all of us and we're really helping each other, I'm going to open it up and um, I'll have to just deal with it, you know, and as we got bigger, um, we got to like a thousand and then some other friends would be like, man, I wish we, we could just keep it like this. Like we shouldn't add any more people. Um, and then other voices are like, they well, always then, say that, know, they always say that grace after they've already been at it. Back in the day, not surprisingly, yeah. I'm kind of this connector personality. And the, the, when we delve into your, your clinical life as a pediatric dentist, you don't, this isn't as big a deal to you, grace. It's not a big deal to Rob at all. Cause he doesn't know what I'm talking about with dentistry, but the dental lab, I used to, I have this amazing dental lab who's one of my supporters and sponsors now, John Wilson from Sunrise. But back in the day when we were just communicating with a rock and a stick, I would invite, I would say, hey, you gotta use John for an implant crown. And then sometimes my friends would say, stop recommending John to people, he's getting too busy. I was like, if I did that, you wouldn't know John. So, so I'm like, you, you know how, you know how, how how mean that is you're, you're like where do right, i draw this right. line that could have been you on right. the outside <laughs> so exactly exactly right right so here we are six thousand six hundred people later and um it it, it, ha it hasn't been that easy actually paul i mean but uh, i have to say other instances where people start to make assumptions about you or people like are upset at you because you didn't add them because they didn't meet one of the criteria. That's weird, or, Grace. It's never happened to me. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. That's such, yeah, a, that's such right, an right, odd experience to explain to someone like me. I, I, feel yeah. like I'm, I feel like I'm listening to Paul right now, yeah, Grace, yeah. In, in a good way. Yeah. Um, right. yeah. and a good, but, but I'm kind of like, wait a second. 
why are people treating like what did I do you know I'm like um am I making any money off of this no am I getting paid by anybody no people assume like, you do I, though I think, I think sometimes so. I want to ask if Mark Zuckerberg <laughs> could pay me if anyone knows him could you ask right. and I always joke <laughs> exactly. because people said that to me so we're like, well, nachos at 5,000 I mean I, I now do have sponsors and I share things through the group I, I liken that grace to uh when you go to the park yeah. which is free and then they have some cheese and wine and you go and buy it. It's your right. choice to buy right. said cheese or wine. A lot of time I'm like, it's right. been a long day. It's five o'clock somewhere at 10 a.m. I'm going to get it. <laughs> right. So I appreciate right. when the free park brings in the farmer's market, especially when they bring in like, you know, those breweries from around Philadelphia. But I agree with you at sure. the beginning. I thought it was so funny when people were saying you're making money. And I was like, uh, can I make money? Could you share with me how? Right? You know, when, right, right. And, and uh, I was like, I'm just responding to a million messages and trying to get people together. So I mean, I I think that's a, uh, you know, a really good. I'm glad you shared this. And it, we haven't had uh, as many. We haven't had as many Facebook group founders, so to speak. Ah, we've had people who participate, and um, you do it because you really love it. Because that's how you have to start these things. And exactly. You, if exactly. anyone it's probably saw our inboxes. Uh, I do say this, and I, I'll we'll let we'll move on to your other thing. But I want to say this, dentist, and it's people, dentist Grace. It's people, but dentist, we're special people. They can complain about free in such a uniquely dentist way. And I'll use this example: I was a server for many years at a restaurant, and if I something happened at the table that didn't go well, I was a, I was authorized to bring free dessert. So I'd say, "Hey, Rob, sorry, your drink took a long time. This creme brulee's on me." Now, most people, if they don't like creme brulee, they take their spoon, they mash it around, they look like they ate it, and they leave, right? That is, that is what a normal person does. A dentist would smash it on the ground and be like, how dare you bring me this free creme brulee? And I use this example because I get so many complaints, Grace, uh, on, my in, on my private messenger about complaints about how dental nachos is being run, where I just write back, mm -hmm. you don't have to be in the group. And they go, oh, no, 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 mm -hmm. I wanna be in the group. Mm -hmm. That wasn't part of, that wasn't what I wanted to talk about. I'd like to, mm -hmm. it's like, you know, I'd like to make a complaint about Bob saying something about implants versus root canal. So I appreciate you sharing that. I know it's like a mini Facebook group founder therapy session for us, Grace, so I appreciate <laughs> yeah. that. I'll, I'll let Rob, uh, well, uh, I, I I, I'm sorry, but I, I feel like we need to talk about this and let the listeners know because they don't know the other side of it. And like you said, they want to critique you. They want to tell you what to do, but then they don't want to do it themselves. Yeah. Like they, they want to like complain and then it's like, okay, you know, you don't understand. I'm paying my dental assistants out of my dental payroll to be running. There's overhead that, with the Facebook group that you are completely unaware about and I'm paying it out of my own pocket. And, and what I would you. say, Grayson, and I say this to Rob, <laughs> so as, as it, we were one of three children and a lot of times we were rambunctious and I just remember this happening, my mom would yell into like the family room, the living room, wherever we, and we would have broken something and she'd yell, this is why you kids can't have nice things, right? And I say that for the dental community, let's all just be more cool about it because we have so much good. And right. while it's, out, yeah. you're totally fair to bring up an issue, maybe just do it in a way that's productive, whether it's through private messages or thing like that. And just, you know, my message is to remember, right. we didn't used to have this. So occasionally, Grace, this happens to me. I. Uh, lecture frequently and do stuff and Rob Rob doesn't think I drive a car but I drive a car it's not true all right? it. yeah it's, uh, but I take a lot of Ubers wheel. because I can you know I can work I can make phone calls I can practice transitions calls 
So sometimes when right. my Uber doesn't get to me exactly in the two minutes I want, I feel myself getting angry, right, Grace? But huh? I remember, dum dum, this didn't even exist five years ago. Maybe you should calm down. And I, I get that, right? So we get used to something, but I just think it's a good a good reminder for all of us that these technology exactly. things come with pros and cons and the pros exactly. greatly outweigh the cons just by the fact right. that all these amazing friends that I've made, just forget about de dentistry or learning right. how to do a better crown, just the people that I've met, like, you know, Dr. Stephanie Mapp, your friend and my friend who's just so cool and yes. comes our stuff. They, those are things that change your, change. Rob stuck with me. We knew each other face to face, so you can't get rid of me, but you know, I've met so many friends, Louis Chen and, and, and Stephanie Mapp and, and amazing people who have just been my real friends from this. And I, I just think that's kind of the coolest part of the whole thing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll let Rob get us back on track with business, Grace. But thanks, thanks that's for, okay. for so that's us the, the, uh, the mutual uh, uh, therapy session for Facebook uh, I like group it. Yeah, yeah. moderators. I like it. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> to meet every continued. week at the bar for margaritas, Grace. I like just virtual. You have one in Chicago, I have one in, in uh, Philly, and we can Facetime. We'll bring some other people in. I think you guys All need right. it. I think you need it. Let's do it. Forget the margaritas. I'm going straight to tequila. Yeah, right. Yeah, who needs the lime and the mixer, right? Uh, so Grace, you know, as we talk about just you know, what I understand and know from from my friend Paul, the the overwhelming amount of work that goes into moderating a, a Facebook group like this. Obviously, you own two practices. Uh, I know that one of your themes and something that's important to your life is work life balance, and and family is very mm -hmm. important to you and your children. How do you find work-life balance in in the life that that Dr. Grace Yum has? You know, in my personal experience, in my personal life, um, there's no perfect there's no perfect balance. Sometimes you're going to be up there. Sometimes you're going to be down there. So it's just finding a space that you're comfortable in and that you're not going to feel guilty. It's the ability to say no to certain things, it's the ability to say yes to certain things. Um, you know, it. nobody has a perfect life. And life throws you curveballs, you know, whether it's maybe um, your parent passing or whether it's divorce or maybe your child, you know, got into an accident or, or something. Like, uh, I always tell people like you do the best you can to create the balance that you think you need, um, but it's not perfect and you shouldn't drive yourself crazy to be achieving that. There are gonna be days and weeks where you know what, you're gonna spend more time at the office than at home. Then there are gonna be weeks that you're gonna spend more time um, at the office and vice versa. There, it's just perspective. And um, that's what I tell people, it's kind of a, a seesaw you know, like you're always trying to get that balance that sometimes whoever's on one end is going to weigh more than the other. Uh, and then you just have to be able to um, ride it out and be happy in the situation. I think for me, balance is trying to be happy and being confident in my happiness um, and not second guessing myself and then not feeling guilty and saying, you know what? I took time out to go to my son's Christmas, you know, school thing that I have to volunteer for, so I am not going to see patients that day. Um, okay, well, you know, the following week after, it's MLK day, it's Monday's going to be slammed, it's my money-making day, it's high productivity, I am not going to take vacation that day because I'm needed at the office and it's one day. 
so, you know, for me, I just have to make certain um, decisions in advance and ahead of time and telling your family what you're doing um, and making sure that they understand what you're doing is really important. So my kids are five and seven. I bring them to the office all the time when I can. And like last night, you know, my nanny picked them up from the bus stop. They came to the office. Um, I needed to adjust my daughter's retainer. You know, she loves helping. She loves putting on the gloves and the mask and suctioning. She wants to go hold everybody's hands. And she, you know, this morning she's like, Mommy, you have to hold on to yummy dental until I become a dentist. <laughs> That's great. She's seven. That's you know, awesome. um, and so she knows what I'm doing. My son who's five. He's our little lawyer. He doesn't care. <laughs> He'll sit in the lobby and watch TV. And, you know, he's like, I'll be out here. Um, but they know that when mommy's at work, what I'm doing and they want to, they, when they're a part of it and they see it, it makes them excited. And so I feel like my, that's how I achieve, achieve my balance is, Hey, I tell my family, this is the calendar, this is the schedule, this is what mommy's doing. And when, you know, we go on our two week trip to Mexico, I am with you for two full weeks, you know? Um, and they have something to look forward to. We get on the plane and then I, then I mommy really hard for two weeks. Uh-huh. And then when I get home, I, then I dentist really hard. So, um, that's, that's for, for me, what I think is balance. But I think too, like you know, I think for women it, it is a challenge. Well, I think it's a challenge for any, obviously, a man or a woman who is a professional, who uh, holds you know family in, in high regard and, and wants to have a, a work life balance because you know, really the profession can just totally eat you alive and can be you know your whole life if if you let it. But you know, I'm I'm married to a lawyer and uh, who is a perfectionist. <laughs> Uh, you know, I have to believe, though, you know, for for a woman in your situation or any woman who's trying to run a practice, who owns a practice and has has children, uh, it's probably not that easy of a thing to say, like, hey, I'm not going to be perfect. I'm going to understand that sometimes it's going to be uh, some things are not going to go perfectly. I'm not going to be, you know, the best at my you know practice management or I might have to neglect some things at home that I may not want to. I'd imagine that that's. It probably takes time to kind of get to that point for for some people. Uh, I, I have to believe it's just not an automatic thing to kind of deal or and accept the fact that you can't be perfect and you can't be all things at all times. Yeah, and um, I don't know. I think as dentists, we tend to have perfectionist personalities because our work, our career demands perfection. We're in the millimeter perfection. We can see a millimeter difference with a naked eye. And it took me a while to get to that point, but I think that that's realistic, you know, and that's where the mommy group comes in handy because the moms all like to share, hey, you know, I did X, Y, Z, or I forgot this, or I did that, and immediately someone will say, I've done it too. And having that confirmation or affirmation that it's okay that you're not perfect and what's um, beautiful about this group is that there are women that are grandmothers been there done that and when they were in dental school they were like one of three women in the class they didn't even have a, a woman's bathroom in the building you know um, the pioneers I mean it's so nice to be able to get feedback from them it's nice to get feedback from people um, who have been there done that and so that's why I think the group is successful because 
if you are in like um, a different, let's say you're uh, like a pediatric, like ophthalmologist or whatever, maybe you're in a different profession. When you vent to your girlfriend and you try to talk to them, they might not fully understand because they're not walking in your shoes. So for all of us as moms in dentistry, we are walking in each other's shoes. So we can really 100% like understand. Like when I was in dental school, and mind you, I was not a science major. I was a communications major at Northwestern. Um, I barely took any sciences. I just took the prerequisites to get in. And science is very hard for me. In the first two years of dental school, I would call my mom every week crying. I would be like, I can't do this. Like biochemistry is so hard. I don't want to get a C. I need, you know, I always was that like, I need to get A's and B's, A's and B's. And, um, you know, our classmates, we could all complain to each other how hard it is because we're going through it together. But my mom got to a point where she was like, she finally said, okay, if you hate it so much, then come home. Nobody is forcing you to go to school. No one is telling you what to do. You made this choice yourself. She's like, so stop calling me and crying. She's like, I don't want to hear it anymore. <laughs> right. And then when we, when we hung up the phone, I was like, okay, um, I'm going to stay in school and I'm going to stop crying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to suck it up and put my big girl panties on and I'm going to do it. And it, it took my mom to kind of like slap me in the face, you know, cause she, of all people, it was my rock and is my rock, you know, like emotional support and, you know, like that's who I go crying to. And when she finally said, quit your crying or come home, then I was like, going home is not an option. <laughs> so I'm going to start crying. <laughs> um, but that's kind of why the group works is because we're all we can all cry to one another and no one's going to like say, stop crying. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we, it, it, it's, it's really what we talk about a lot on the show. And I know Paul is a big proponent of it. And it's the importance of mentorship and what mentorship yeah. looks like in 2020 is different than what it looked like in 2010. And, and as both of you guys have said, uh, you know, there are just so many uh, avenues and resources now to reach people and to communicate and be part of a community that, you know, it's a great thing. And, and you can have a mentee or you can have a mentor who is in Oregon and you're in Miami. And, and like, and that's an okay thing now. And this is, from my observation, truly like the best expression of social media yeah. and how it's used. There's a whole lot of bad stuff. I'm, I'm inclined to believe there's probably more bad than good. But this is certainly sure. one of the, the gems of, of yeah, social who's, media. Who's your phone that you can reach out to instantaneously for quick feedback right. on anything that's going on right. uh, and count right. on it? I mean, I'm, maybe I'm recovering perfectionist, Grace, or I don't suffer from perfectionism. I, I think I have a lot different personality type than, than a lot of traditional dentists that I didn't try to have. I just think how going in because one of the things is, you know, I, I uh, love speaking to dentists about decision making and, and talking to patients and treatment planning. And I say to people, and this I'm talking to dentists who you know only want the best of the best of the best. No one knows how to rate this, but that's what they want. They want the best. Do you want the best? No, I want the best of the best. No one knows what that is. But I say, uh, do you want the best haircut when you go to get your haircut? And they raise your hand if you want your best haircut. And they say, if they raise their hands, they say, keep it up if it's okay if it takes five hours. They all put their hand down. I said, well, that's life, right? That's dentistry. And patients want good, very good, excellent perfection. Maybe on your wedding day, you do want a five-hour haircut, but you don't want that. 
on a Tuesday <laughs> and that we've just been misled by our dental school instructors because they work in a vacuum of residencies where there's no it doesn't matter how fast things go to make money does it and we just have we we're just not prepared to be able to make decisions you know and this happens when i hire young associates they're really they're very uh enthusiastic and energetic and i'm just like you can't take this long to do stuff and they go i'm trying hard i'm like i'm aware but we can't take this long <laughs> nobody wants it to take this long the team is not going to get home on time your patient does not care anymore <laughs> and it's all about you <laughs> and it's hard it's, and i say it more kindly than that and it's um i just think we're not taught how to think get to goodish that's one of my things but get to goodish first then very good then excellent then outstanding and you know i wish they talked to us more in dental school i think one of the most toxic things that happens and this happens in life too but having dental school is we're we're misled to believe the opposite the opposite is of perfect is terrible and it's not right you know it's like if your crown prep isn't perfect it must stink no it's just good right or it's okay or it's clinically acceptable so uh I just think that that's hard when you balance those things. I wanted to ask you, Grace, because um, the pediatric dental angles is, is interesting. Made it was interesting to our our uh, listeners, specifically with being a pediatric dentist and having so many patients to balance each day and so many things. How do you avoid or manage decision fatigue? <laughs> <laughs> tequila, um, tequila, um, parenting I, medicine, I, right? <laughs> I laugh um, because it really takes it takes a village, you know. And if I, I have good people in place that I trust their decision making, you know, they're not monkeys that are working for me. Um, I I have hand selected team where they can make decisions on my behalf that make sense, you know, that we've talked about, we've discussed. If this scenario happens, then you do this. If this scenario happens, then you do this. Or they may come to me and say, this happened, I propose that we do A, B, or C, but I pick A because of this. Um, so it helps to have a team that can um, that I can delegate to so that I don't have to quite experience burnout. It's a great, great point. I've, I, I challenge myself each day to do that. And I, it's another, you know, we're, if you said to most dentists, there's 10 decisions that can be made in your practice. And if you delegate them, seven are gonna be made good, two, okay, and one decision is gonna be not so good. Would you wanna take them all back? And I think sadly, a lot of dentists would say they would wanna take it all back. I'd rather figure out how to get that one decision with that person to be okay or good, as opposed to take them all back. And it's just, you know, it's the, Mark Costas is such a great, you know, person to, uh, learn from with systems and leadership because you know I always think you know some people I have two practice locations with my brother he has like you know nine practices some people have more than that it's it, as you as you scale and you have more people involved in what you're doing you won't survive unless you're able to delegate a lot of the everyday stuff to them right exactly hey so you know Grace especially you know in your uh, specialty of pediatric uh, dentistry there are definitely more women, I think, uh, that have, are getting into that specialty. And certainly there are more women dentists than there were in, in previous times and previous generations. <clears throat> are things getting better or easier for women? women? Or what, what challenges you know, do you see that are still out there that are specific and unique to, uh, to women dentists? Um, you know, I can't speak for 
everybody per se, um, but I think what is improving is that women collectively um, are banding together to collaborate to help one another. I see that more. I see more women being involved in leadership, whether it's organized dentistry or they're um, just getting together in the communities. I think that we have more resources as far as like business management. I think that's very helpful. Um, we're no longer feeling so isolated. I think that isolation is so um, relevant and normal. I didn't realize, because I live in a major city, um, so my struggles might be a little bit different from someone who's in a rural area. And right. being on Facebook and meeting all these different women from all parts of the country, wherever they live, and I see that they have different challenges. So like demographically, where you're located um, can make a big difference. And so these online forums are, are helping women because if you are living in a rural area and you're like the only dentist in like 20 miles and you don't have anyone to talk to and everything is on you and maybe they're married to a dentist so it's just like a husband-wife team in like a little small town, it can get really stressful fast. And so I've noticed that the, those doctors are finding online like Facebook groups really helpful. Um, but then for those of us that are in saturated areas, I think rather than viewing each other as competition, we're teaming up together and teaming up our resources and, and more communication. And I think that is really helpful. Um, so I've seen those changes take place. But um, I think that where women need more help is the home. Um, I know that sometimes when men get together, they'll say, does your wife work outside the home? Implying that if she's not working outside the home, she's working inside the home. Right, that's the, which the, is, the classic. Right? You know, right. And um, for women that are working outside the home, they're still working inside the home. Right. <laughs> so I think that women now are getting more resources to help inside the home as well. So for me, I have a nanny that's full-time. Even though my kids go to school full-time, um, she's kind of like my house manager. You know, she does all the Costco runs. She does the groceries. She does the, the laundry. She does, like, minor housekeeping. Because at the end of the day, when I come home, I want to spend time with my kids. I want to be able to say, what was your peak? What was your pit? You know, um, have a healthy dinner and not be stressed out and not be diverted into, oh, my gosh, I have three loads of laundry to do tonight. And um, so for me, I have figured out that I have figured out that when you're in a dental business, you need to have a solid team, but you also need a solid team at home in order to be able to do these these things as a career woman. Right. I mean, otherwise, um, it's not sustainable. I mean, I think it's easy. Everybody, <laughs> everybody wants to save money and not spend money if you can. And and I think you know sometimes, especially you know outsourcing, you know domestic kind of things could seem like an extravagant expense to some, but, uh, you know, if, if a young woman is listening to this, like that might be what you need to do to continue to be, uh, to be in practice, to be a good mom and to, and to be a good family member and that it's okay, you know, to, to spend a couple of bucks, you know, assuming obviously that, that you can figure out how to make that work in your budget, but that keeps you in the game for longer, you know, and just to try to, 
beat your head yeah. against the wall and try to do everything, as you said at the outset. You, you can't. You just can't do it all. You certainly can't do it all well. You know, and I, I kind of yeah. look at it just from a personal standpoint. Like of all the things that you know, I would like to see my spouse do well. Um, you know, the those like cleaning the house is not one of them. You know, right. like and and so right. the, the things that really matter uh, are the things that you want to do, and then the things that don't matter as much definitely can be outsourced and you know again while it's nice to not have to spend money or pay other people to do things uh you've really i think as a as a young woman dentist uh who's starting a family you need to think about you know how, what is your future look like and how long can you possibly work and and if you don't have that kind of help and that it's just really an investment in yourself and your family that will add longevity to your ability to maintain and manage a practice and I, I think exactly. it's such a good point, Grace. And I had to share. And I was talking with Mrs. Nacho, my wife. She loves that name. Dream come true for her. Um, <laughs> but she is a kindergarten teacher that's on pause. And I, I grew up. Uh, you know, my dad was a dentist. I was super lucky. You know, uh, great family. We we um, had a comfortable lifestyle. But I was always taught to work, like work part time jobs. I love being a, a restaurant server. Uh, and I never felt bad if someone had to work. I'm like, you know, you just have to work to make money. But when I went to uh, Mary's kindergarten class. Uh, for dental day in the inner city school, I, I actually said, this is a toxic environment. I feel bad that you're here. This isn't healthy for you. She's done it for seven seven years. And um, I would say to her, like, nobody knows what it's like to be a kindergarten teacher and have 25 children when the bell goes off at eight that you're in charge of till four, right? But she could commiserate with other kindergarten teachers. But many of us right. sort of think, oh, well, you'll get the summers off. Does that help, right? So same with dentistry. And I was worked yesterday with my brother, Jeff Nacho, also loves that name. Um, but uh, <laughs> when I came home to my family, after all the decisions, the patience, the challenges, if I had to kind of start putting on a, a, another hat to do something else, it's just too much on one person. I just don't think we talk enough about, about you know, Rob, his, his job's pretty easy. Sometimes he loses his yellow legal pad, but he, I find it for him. So that's, that's about it. He's got his own stresses. <laughs> but when you're a dentist, they're so acute when you're dentisting that it, it's just something we should talk about more because you're not just a dentist. Classic e-myth is, you know, you're a business owner, you're a manager, you're a technician, you're doing the fillings. And I just would like our, our, our dental world to talk more about it because all the things you said are so important to learn how to manage and, and not get yourself burnt out because how many athletes do you see? And Rob was a swimmer and I played sports and I, I was never good enough to be like, you know, a professional athlete. But you see a lot of people get burnt out from being athletes and stop doing it. But with our careers, we can't do that. Not an option, yeah. Right. Well, I wanted to add also, um, just for listeners out there, a few tips. Because I also know that a lot of women are graduating with a lot of debt. And they might be thinking, like you said, Rob, I can't afford this. That's the first thing that they're going to say. I can't afford the help. Um, well, one, you can. You, it, it's priority. You know, there's how many patients come in and say, I can't afford this. But then they have a Gucci bag, you know, or right. they'll say, I can't afford this. But I'm like, well, you're driving an Audi. Right. Um, and your kids go to private school. Um, so it's about priorities and where you where you think your values are and um if you're married it's really important to have that spousal support like my husband supports that we have domestic health because it makes our time better we have date nights every week every week we have date nights at least two and we make it a priority because we want to have a healthy marriage. We want to be Kent and Grace, not mom and dad. 
all the time. So we make sure we get babysitters lined up, we go out and have fun, we, you know, it's so important. And I'm like, look, that's what we're paying for is to have a happy, healthy life and to, to fill our souls. And one thing that you can do if you feel that you're, you don't have the money is in your neighborhood, look for a high school kid. Maybe look for a high school kid, 13, 14, that wants extra babysitting money or a mom's helper. You don't need to leave them in the house. You can be home, but they can help you. You know, they can help clean. They can help do the dishes. Um, they can help you and you don't have to pay, you know, $20 an hour. You could pay $13 an hour. Um, and all that money that you spend for domestic help, it's, it's releasing you. It's, it's like what? Seeing two new patients a week. Yeah. And you're covered. I, I also so, believe, really, you know, I think that's such great advice, Grace, because problem solving. I also just believe it's great for your kids to have relationships with other people that aren't you in a way that's consistent, right. but not necessarily grant, because then they just, you know, we have some wonderful people who help us. You know, Mrs. Nacho, one is one is moving away. So, you know, you know that drill I got, you know, that's not easy for mm-hmm. us or Mrs. Nacho when they because they become a part of our life. And they're not a full-time nanny or anything like that. They're just a consistent uh, babysitter or helper to us. And I, right. but, but my children have you know become bonded with her, and that that's a good thing. You know, they have a twenty-six-year-old college grad who's a graphic designer, and and they, they she has a totally different relationship than we do with her. And I just think that's mm-hmm. a it's a well-rounded thing. I think it's again, again, it's like going back to the Facebook groups. If I brought my parents, you know, they're, they're unfortunately not alive, but they were here, they'd be like, oh yeah, we would do all of this stuff, right? It just didn't exist yeah. back in nineteen eighty-four yeah. because if the woman, if the girl next, if you didn't happen to live next to the girl next door, as a babysitter, you were kind yeah. of out of luck. What are we going to do? Put a flyer on a telephone pole? That was how we solved all communication problems in the. 80s there'd be a flyer on a telephone pole yeah but you know i I like it too grace i mean it's almost like you know we're kind of getting look at this from like a business perspective here right (laughs) you know like you look at the uh the roi the return on investment there as you say you know if you can if you can get somebody that frees you up that you could go you know do see two more patients a week and it pays and you know uh, and that that's what it costs to, to have somebody to handle you know the grocery shopping and the cleaning and the laundry and everything i mean that's great roi you know like and it's your team you, you like as a dentist I mean, you make money being a dentist right and in your dental practice you pay somebody else to answer the phone you pay yeah, somebody so, yeah. else to assist you right like there's no right. reason to go home and then start being the domestic yeah, yeah. person you know yeah, like the, the, you want to be the one man a, dentisting well, show at your house yeah <laughs> You know what? That's what Alexa is for, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> you know they deliver. You know there's there's services that deliver, so you don't even have to pay um, an assistant to do it. You know you can order stuff from Shipt. You know you can order stuff from Amazon. You can order stuff from Pea uh, Pods. You can order groceries. You can like there's so many avenues. Um, Instacart. Like there's so many tricks. There's dry cleaning services that will pick up and drop off. Um, another way to do it is if your dental assistant wants more hours, you know, maybe you have a, a dental assistant that um, was sick early in the week, but it's fine and they missed a day or two of work, but now it's like Thursday, Friday, and they missed those 16 hours. Well, hey, give them the 16 hours. Have them go do your errands. Have them go do your um, babysitting. Like people that are, you know, for me, I will utilize some of my dental assistants to, to go do that. Um, there are doctors that are like, I didn't eat lunch today. I'm so hungry. I didn't have time because I was doing notes. I ran over. It's like, send your dental assistant to go down the street and get you some lunch. You know, they can do that. 
And I have to th- say, Grayson, it's, there's, it's the theme. And, and I, I actually think being a restaurant server was just so valuable to me because in dental school, it's all you're just by yourself and you have to do everything yourself. And I just think that carries over into the real world in this weird thing. Like I got to do everything myself. And that lunch thing's an example. Like when dentists say, I didn't have a chance to eat lunch. I'm like, you are really a bad problem solver because it's 2020 and you can get lunch from so many different ways brought to you. Yeah. And it's sort of like you this can. sort of this, you know, uh, uh, just not, not, not a way to solve problems. Before we wrap up, Greg, I do want to ask you one thing because it will help my nacho audience and our audience. You're a practice owner and just, you know, I want to write, I want to write a book, Life Life is a dentist, your life is a dentisting treatment plan or some sort of blog on this because I like the circle of dentisting life. So you're a practice owner. Let's say you're speaking to a young uh, female dentist. They've been out for two years. They're not sure. They don't have any children yet. They might have children. You know, they're married. They don't know. Should I buy a practice, Paul? Should I not buy a practice? Rob and his team do a lot with startups. Just share. And, and I'm not say, asking you for the most right answer, just your experiences. Where practice ownership fits in in the journey for a female dentist on their way from, you know, dental school, motherhood. And I, and I know, I'll say, not just to you, Gracious, my disclaimer is I know not all of these things can be planned. I was just interested in your, your insight. So, um, you know, there's so many details that go into that, right? And there's so many outside kind of th- things that would play into being a practice owner that will affect it. But generically, I would tell young women who aspire to be practice owners, it's like having a child or planning for one. There's never a perfect time. Like if you truly want to be a practice owner, entrepreneur, and you want that for yourself, line up a team of really good support at home. If you have kids already, you want to have that lined up, whether it's your parents that are going to babysit, whether it's having a nanny, an au pair, you have to make sure your childcare is solid and you are then looking for a solid dental team or if you're buying a solid dental team, that's that's fine. But um, just make sure you have the support that you need and that your spouse and partner um, if you are married or in a relationship, um, that they will support you because being a business owner is a big mental thing. Um, it's not just financial. Dentisting is physical, but ownership is a mental game. And if you want to be acute and you want to be on your A game, you have to make sure you line up all the proper support needs in advance so that you start feeling confident and organized. So that would be my um, piece of advice. And it's great advice. And I, I, I use this example because this morning uh, I was writing some, trying to furiously write out these emails before we got into school, before I try to start my day. And Mary yelled, Paul, can you help me? Uh, no, normally <laughs> people would just say yes. I didn't say yes. I said, what do you need help with? And then she goes, Drew's about to fall down the stairs. I said, okay, I'll come help you. And that's the juggling of life, balance, and business. And I would just add to that, Grace, that if people are looking to be practice owners, male or female, 
to do a few ride-alongs or ask practice owners if they can feel what it feels like. Because just like parenting, you want to see the whole circle of it, not just the the good parts, because there's just a lot of energy that goes into it that you can't know until you, you meet someone who does it. Well, that goes along with hiring someone. You know, you can have three, four good interviews with one person, but you're never going to know how they work out until you, they start working. Yeah, very true. Mm, so true. Grace, this has uh, really been great. I'm really, we appreciate having you on the show. Uh, I think some lots of good takeaways uh, for our, our listeners. Uh, if people want to get in touch with you or learn more about the Mommy Dentist and Business Group, how would they do that? Well, first of all, thank you for having me. And um, secondly, you can, anyone who's listening can reach out at drgracyum at gmail.com. That's D-R-G-R-A-C-E-Y-U-M. And um, you can also find our Facebook uh, group, Mommy Dentist and Business. And we also have a website at www.mommydids.com. Cool. That's great. And all that uh, will be up on our, uh, on our show notes, too. Awesome, Grace. Thanks so much. Yeah, thank you very much, Grace. You're welcome. Thank you. So many great things about uh, Grace Young Paul. I'm glad we finally got to meet her and, and speak to her. I really I admire what she does for uh, the dental community, and she definitely is looking out for uh, for the mommy dentists. And, it, and it's awesome that she provides that uh, that resource and takes the time, as you know, to manage uh, a group of yeah. uh, of uh, unruly dentists. Always right. Uh, I mean, what I'm do what I do, and I just appreciate this here, whether it's a podcast or Facebook, is just sharing stories of what happens to us as dentists and sharing your story and just, I just think just that alone more sharing of your stories in an authentic way genuine way and, and like nachos it's messy sometimes you know people will have different opinions but dentistry's never done this before and now it's doing it and I just think it's awesome yeah it's good I mean it, it is the modern mentorship yeah and uh, you know I think it's cool that uh, the, with Grace's messages for for younger dentists and for for women that are starting out in the profession and uh, people that have families and you know I think it's really important to realize that yeah you can't be everything to everybody and you know it's really balancing work and life sometimes takes investment and it takes help you know yeah, that you don't have sure. to feel like you have to do all this stuff by yourself and do it perfectly uh and expect to be able to do it for the next 30 years oh definitely good thanks everybody for listening and uh as always uh, if you like the show please uh give us a good review on itunes or google play or however you listen to us and uh if you have questions you want us to read on the air uh, you can go to the dentalamigos.com website and uh, submit your question there. Uh, press the button and uh, it's a audio that comes to us and we will uh, answer your question on the show. Awesome. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening to another great podcast with the Dental Amigos. And don't forget to tune in next time to have the dental business demystified. If you're looking for more information about today's podcast, you can find it on the dentalamigos.com. If you're looking for Paul, you can find Paul at drpaulgoodman.com. And if you're looking for Rob, you can find him at yourdentallawyer.com. This podcast has been sponsored by Orange Line Media Group, helping dentists and other professionals create content people love. Find out how we can help you take your business to the next level at www.orangelinemg.com. Till next time.